This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer Esiason, Greg G and audience Boomer and Geo on the fans simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and everyone on the free Odyssey app. Good Tuesday morning. We've got divisional playoff weekend set in the NFL after the Dallas Cowboys' impressive win last night over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I did think that Tom Brady was going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't like the way the Cowboys looked at the end of the season, and boy, was I wrong about that because they came out and absolutely turned it on after those first couple of miserable drives offensively. Dak Prescott was great. Mike McCarthy gets the pressure off him for at least one more week, and they were very, very good on both sides of the ball. Now that creates a really fun matchup next week with some history there between the Cowboys and 49ers. And you got three NFC East teams in the divisionals, man. And the New York Giants are one of them. Of course, we'll continue to talk about them all week. And then the history of Tom Brady versus the future of Tom Brady is going to be a big discussion throughout the country this morning. And I really do believe that he will come back next year. And I'll tell you the reasons why. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? You know, I'm a little tired, man. Staying up late and watching all these games. Crazy. But um, I was uh, thinking about the eight teams that are left. Yeah. Only two teams, the Giants and the Jags, really nobody thought would be where they are today. Sure. The other six teams, I, I would make an argument that everybody preseason thought that they would be where they are. And you take a look at the other six teams, obviously the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bengals, the Bills, and then the Cowboys and 49ers. You know, this was almost kind of like chalk at the beginning of the year. I always like to look back and think like what the predictions were, who outkicked their predictions and things of that nature. And certainly the Jaguars and the Giants are at the top of that list. There's no question about that. And maybe more so. 
The Giants, because of the unknown with the new coach and all that other stuff, the Jaguars spent almost $170 million, the most ever by an NFL team in free agency this offseason, and brought in a new coach and is still paying an old coaching staff. So Shad Khan, the owner down there, spent a lot of money. So the six out of the eight teams, I think we all would probably say we expected to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I think is good and not good about the NFL is they try to create so much parity, which they have done. But when really push comes to shove, the teams that you expected to get there are in the mix. But you've got two teams that... You know, one's got a much better shot than the other, in my opinion, and that's the Giants getting to the NFC Championship game as opposed to the Jaguars. That's going to be a very tough test for them. But if one of those two teams ended up winning this weekend and getting into the championship game, that now becomes one of those great underdog stories. It is a great story right now. But we have seen these stories end in the divisional round. The Giants are one of those franchises where it doesn't, though. The Giants have two examples of where the story keeps going and going and going. And that's where Giants fans' minds are this morning, that it's not going to stop here. Why would it stop here? Yes, the Eagles have had a good year, but it's not like they are unbeatable. And quite frankly, the way that the draw ended up and the Eagles getting that number one seed might be the best thing for the Giants with the way that the 49 are playing because yeah. I don't want to see them at all if I don't have to. Let's see if the uh, Dallas defense can stop them on, on, on offense. And let's see if Dak Prescott, who's coming off one of his best games of his career at the biggest moment in his career, because there's a lot of pressure on that young man going into uh, these playoffs, see if they can deal with the uh, 49ers. I will say this for the New York Giants. When you think where they were two weeks ago, and we started to talk about the potential matchup of them going Back to Minnesota. One reoccurring theme around that thought was the fact that they knew that they could hang with Minnesota in Minnesota because they had just done it. Yeah. And they had gotten beaten by a 61-yard field goal. Now, I'll also say the same thing potentially here for the New York Giants because a couple weeks ago they were in Philadelphia. They didn't play Saquon Barkley. They didn't play Daniel Jones. You know, they didn't play a bunch of other players that were significant contributors for them, both on offense and defense. And they hung with the Eagles. They made it tough on the Eagles to finally win the game. And certainly Jalen Hurts coming back from injury and the way that he played the game, he wasn't all that sharp. I would think that that confidence that you had going into Minnesota, you now have that confidence going down the turnpike. And you feel like you can go in there and you can beat this team. It's really hard for a team to beat another team three times within a division. It just it's it, it, It's been done, but it's it's hard to do it. Yeah, and this is a completely different matchup and challenge for the Giants defense going against Jalen Hurts because one of the most immobile quarterbacks in football, even though I thought he had a great year, is Kirk Cousins. He does not move around. He does not run. He does not break the pocket. And we're talking about Jalen Hurts, a guy who did it just about as good as anybody this NFL season when he was healthy. So this is a different challenge for Wink Martindale. But, I mean, I think the confidence really comes from you know, the Giants fan confidence doesn't just come from the history of what the, the organization has done with different players, but also these coaches. I mean, Brian Dable and Wick Martindale, it's like, you know, I know Brian Dable's a first-year head coach, but he's been through so much. And Wink Martindale has oh. been a guy who has, you know, playoff experience just all over is his resume. Lifers, man. Exactly. 
So, I mean, that to me, and, and not that the Eagles don't have a great staff, and Nick Sirianni, I mean, there's something to be said about a guy who had that much pressure on him to get this team to where they are right now and actually succeeding. I mean, there is something to be said about that uh, with the roster that they have. But, I mean, these guys and what they've squeezed out of this team, I mean, you just, that that's where I think the confidence you know, comes from. Watch it back at the tape. Man, Andrew Thomas is a hell of a player. Yeah. <laughs> Holy God. He's like their answer to Lane Johnson in Philadelphia. Sure. You know Lane Johnson's playing with a uh, sports hernia, and it's not easy. And they need him. And you know he hadn't he didn't play, and he he needed the rest. And it really is basically about pain management and tolerance for Lane Johnson, one of the best offensive linemen in the football. I think he made the All Pro team. Um, so he's a he's a guy to watch closely. And uh, you know if he's unable to go, that is a big big loss for them. And watching the way that Thomas and Neil have played here late in the season, they've done a really good job. They they have turned out to be bookend tackles, which is exactly what you want. And Thomas is just like taking the next level. He's taking it to another another level. I mean, you know, you could we we've talked here for years and years and years about the offensive line of the New York Giants. Yes. I mean, I to the point where I think Al was just basically gonna quit. He almost quit. I, I almost sent him on a six-month sabbatical. Yeah. I said, I, he said, I can't talk about the offensive line anymore. Well, Al, it's, it's actually completely flipped now. Uh, the story and the narrative around them is that they are playing exceptional football. And it helps when your quarterback is playing the way he's playing. Right. So Joe Burrow last year went into the playoffs. Everybody was talking about how bad the offensive line was. This offseason, they rebuild that offensive line, and it really was coming into its own. Now it's missing three-fifths of their starters. But the quarterback can still manage. The quarterback can still get rid of the football. The quarterback's going to get hit a little bit more, for sure. But he can still get rid of the football, and he's got good wide receivers to make those plays. Daniel Jones, a little bit differently. They can ask him to run with the ball. He can take off and run with the ball. But the way that he is throwing the ball now and, and the decisions and the accuracy that he's throwing with takes an enormous amount of pressure off of this offensive line that now is actually growing to be good. It's not a, it's not it's it's no longer a liability for the Giants. Now it is an asset. Sure. And you've got the two tackles on offense, and then you've got that defensive line, which is a huge strength for them, especially with the two defensive tackles when you're talking about Leonard Williams and, and Dexter Lawrence and what they have done. And I know Oljolari has been hurt a lot, and he's, he's hurt again. Uh, but you add the development and what Kayvon Thibodeau has brought to this team. I mean, that's where you win games. I mean, obviously, the quarterback, we put a, a whole nother level in Daniel Jones, all the credit. He's, he's, but, why, he's why they are where they are. Right. You say whatever you want. I mean, there's a lot of good things that are going on here, and a lot of Dave Gettleman guys that are a big part of this moving sure. forward and being successful. And Brian Dable's the one that's got to unlock all that stuff, and he's got to trust in his defensive coordinator. And I think they've really made a good pair to this point. But I, the one thing about the, the New York Giants now that I think that Giant fans could take heat on from the, the 12 team and the 7 team is the fact these, these guys are competitive now. You know, they step on the field, they are competitive. And some of them are playing for their futures. Oh, of course. Which is like the greatest thing that you could ever ask for. You want players out there fighting for their meal ticket. And, you know, I mean, a couple of those guys are doing There's more of them that. than not. I know. I mean, on this roster, if you think about it, I mean, the two biggest names are also playing for contracts. And Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And each victory and each great playoff game adds to that. 
You've got a lot of younger players on there who are trying to make an impact. Kayvon Thibodeau said himself that these playoffs give him an opportunity, another opportunity to get paid. You think about a guy like Isaiah Hodgins who was bouncing around off the scrap heap and is now looking like a number one wide receiver in the league. And then maybe, you know, he starts building up that resume enough where he gets a big payday. You can go all around. This team. I mean, there are some guys with contracts, but there's more guys it's, without. It's too bad they couldn't have kept James Bradbury, who they will see on the other side of the field Yeah, uh, this week. But again, that was part of Joe Shane's manipulation of the salary cap and trying to figure out, you know, what what it looks like moving forward. You know, these are the decisions that, you know, the, the business guy, the cap guy, those guys sit down and they try to figure out and map a future. And depending on what they're going to have to pay Daniel Jones, they may have to lop off a few other guys. And they still may end up having to play with some of these guys that don't have the big contracts. But you could say that about every sport. Every sport you could say that about, with the exception of maybe the Mets. That guy will pay anybody anything. It doesn't matter. As long as he doesn't have a plate in his ankle. Right, exactly. Uh, but the, I just think like if you're the Giants, you have a, a, a huge amount of confidence right now getting ready to go into Philadelphia. It is Confidence is a, it's a fleeting thing, but when you got it and you feel like you can do it, now, all of a sudden, you become dangerous. And that's where I think this game for the Philadelphia Eagles, and remember last year's divisional matchup games, how crazy they were? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm telling you, every single one of these games has the potential to be the same way that last year's super, uh, not super wild card, but uh, divisional weekend was. Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars is as great as they've been to me because I had the Jaguars to win the division bet. Oh, that's that right. By the way, how much did you win Cashing, uh, I was like 550-something, somewhere around nice, there. Nice, Yeah, $50 at plus 1,100, whatever yeah. that ended up being. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pretty good. But even they've been good to me. But I think I mean the Chiefs are probably going to take care of business. The I, Chiefs I are going to score over thirty points. You yeah, know that, right? So and that, you know the Bills are going to score somewhere around thirty points. That, that game right there, man. I couldn't even tell you how that game's going to go. I, I the, the Bills and the Bengals. That's one I wouldn't put a dime on because I, there's so many different ways that that game can go. I'll just going to be close. I just think it's going to be uh, you know the Monday night game that got canceled. That first quarter, first couple series that the Bengals had, the offensive line did a really good job holding back the four-man rush of the Bills. If you go back and you look at the tape, you'll see it. Uh, and then all of a sudden now two of those, two more of those guys are missing. Yeah. Um, so I, I, there's a clear and distinct advantage going into this game for the Buffalo defensive line, even without Von Miller. Now, if you are the Bills, do you use the DeMar Hamlin card this week or do you save it for a potential championship game? Meaning that... Got it. The only way you're playing the championship game at home is if the Jaguars upset the Chiefs, then you would have the home game. If the Jaguars uh, lose you know to the Chiefs, saying, you win. Then they gotta the go to, you got to go to the neutral site. Right. That would be a neutral site AFC championship game between the Bills and the Chiefs down in Atlanta. I don't know if, if that means anything. I, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that he'll be there this week. I this think. week, because all right, because it's a guaranteed I wouldn't be home surprised. game. I wouldn't be surprised. You know... You, he could come out, it could be like an amazing moment, and you could have two teams at the middle of the field at the same time at pregame. I, I don't think the Bills would do that. I think they would probably, they're trying to win the game. Like This is where you use every inch of advantage you have to try to win a football game. And I would think that he's going to show up and that place is going to be incredibly, incredibly loud. And it's already been emotional in the last two home games. Oh man, it's going to be like this this unbelievable scene there in Buffalo. If he shows up. If he shows up. Now I know that they said last week 
that he was continuing his recovery. And it was not the right idea to have him at that game. And emotionally for him, especially dealing with a heart issue, I'm sure he's going to be all fired up. lungs. Right. So maybe they keep him at home. But if they trotted him out somehow Mm -hmm. in this game, and he's healthy and looking great, and then all of a sudden, all the players come off the field, and they're all in the middle of the field, and they're standing there. And then... Mar Hamlin puts on his uniform. Oh, come on. <laughs> and goes out and ends up playing in the game. Just imagine that. Give him his helmet, coach. I think he's ready. You sure, Damar? Yeah, I'm sure, coach. It's a bird, you moron. <laughs> Let's do it. And then on the first drive, Joe Burrow drops back. He's looking around. He can't find anybody open. He throws the ball up. And who's there to catch it? Damar Hamlin. It's an interception. And then he's running it back in slow motion as Bills fans are crying, all of them collectively sobbing as he runs into the end zone, drops the ball, and looks up to the sky. Thank you, God. Thank you. And the Buffalo Bills go on to win. Wow, then he goes on against 30 to nothing because of his number three. Wow, he goes on against four interceptions. Has three interceptions. Oh, he's three interceptions. Three interceptions. Right. That'd be even better. So the game is very close. It's it's 33 to 30. And then all of a sudden, Eddie, don't you play that, that Jerry, you know what? Don't play that. (laughs) Don't you play that. DeMar Hamlin in the fourth quarter, already with two interceptions. There he is. And they're going, Damar, 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 Joe Burrow. You hear like all the, when the linemen hit each other. There's Joe Burrow. The rush is coming. He steps up. He gets hit. The ball's up in the air. It's a wobbling duck. And then out of the sky comes Damar Hamlin. Actually from above. And he scoops up the ball. And then levitates down the field into the end zone. That's going to be just the greatest moment in NFL history. That would be amazing. Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. That's what we want, NFL. For all the people that say the NFL is fixed, this is how you fix it this weekend. This is how you fix it. Not only will Damar Hamlin go out there for the coin toss, he will put on the uniform and have three interceptions and send the Bills to a neutral site. AFC championship game. All right, that's very good. Hey, Al, did you have a sports hernia? No, yeah, I did. Oh, you had a sports hernia? Well, uh, yeah, they called it a sports hernia. Uh, yeah, even though you don't play athletic. sports. You know, you're not a sports guy. I mean, you probably hurt yourself, you know, going to the bathroom or slipping on probably. your tile or something. Uh, but it is a sports hernia, which is what Lane Johnson is dealing with. Uh, how painful and how restricting was that for you? For me, uh, not much because I, I don't really do anything. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> this so it really just looked weird. What Boomer is doing here, do you realize what Boomer is doing? He's doing what the callers do. When an athlete has a particular injury and we're talking about that injury and the caller calls up and goes, yeah, I had a sprained MCL a couple years ago. I'm 55 now and... 
you know, I, I was, you know, walking around, you know, I do have a very active job. And for me, you know, it limited me for sure in getting what I wanted to do. Now, it healed on its own, didn't have to have surgery. But, you know, for sure, I understand what Lamar Jackson's going through. Because for me, it was, def- it was definitely limiting. So now you're comparing Lane Johnson to Al Dukes yeah. with the sports hernia. Yeah, I have a sore throat and my balls hurt. <laughs> like how limiting was the sports Did hernia for Al at the same time? I mean, <laughs> Sometimes. Really? Well, just That's that whole thing. area felt weird. Uh, right, but, but any restrictions? <laughs> no. No. I was still able to scroll through Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Sagging balls. <laughs> oh, God. All right. It is Boomer yeah. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.